almost every project is is data. It's all about the data. You're trying to collect data. I'm trying to do something with the data. I don't have a way to collect this. We don't have this. But it's all about that collection of data. Data, 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 data. What are we going to do with it? Where is it going to go? Where should it go? Um, and what's the proper way to, to, to be using that? Welcome to episode 10 of the Pursuit Desk, our adventures in business development, marketing, and sales enablement technology. My name is Jason Noble, and I'm your host. On today's episode, we are continuing to get a little more technical. Um, our guest today is Jonathan Oler. Jonathan is actually a senior manager of development with Reed Smith. We actually go back several years. We actually worked together on what was, at the time, our first product that addressed experience management within the context of, of legal services firms. That product was known as, as the firm directory. We actually worked very closely on that together and kind of worked together to define what that product would be. Um, over the years, we've continued to, to stay in touch, and I, I really thought that Jonathan Jonathan's insights specifically into solution development in legal applications could provide some pointers not only to, to developers, but to also folks in business development and marketing that are looking to build in-house solutions. He has a lot of experience on what it takes to build some of these solutions. So I just wanted to welcome Jonathan to the Pursuit Desk. Thank you, Jason. It's great to be here. I, I don't mean to correct you right out of the gate, uh, but if you don't, if, if you remember, we also worked on Pulse. So oh, I don't, I, we, right. we, uh, yes, yes, we, uh, we, we worked on Pulse with you guys. Um, so yeah, we had, we had, we had two rounds. That's right. Yeah, I Jason forgot about that. Yes. You were one of the original law firms that looked at social collaboration as we were, yes. we were, and we worked very closely with you guys. Always respected the work that, that you did. I appreciate that. Yeah. It was always, always fun. Nice combination of woody banter and actually making a difference. So I always, uh, always appreciate, appreciate Yeah. That. Yeah, so thanks for the intro. Probably a little bit nicer than, than I deserve. Um, you know, a bit, bit of background about myself. I've been in big law for, I don't know, 16, 17 years, mm -hmm. um, all in development. I've worked on intranet, extranet, HRIS system. This is from, from a build perspective, so this is all from development perspective. Uh, legal review systems, uh, instant review system, matter management experience. We had three, four go-rounds. Uh, with, mm -hmm. with, with matter management and experience. You know, we would do things like uh, a quick pricing for our client value folks, uh, a work allocation, uh, digital due diligence processing, you name it, uh, we, we kind of do it, work with almost all aspects of the firm, um, you know, practice innovation, client value, business development, uh, legal operations, you know, multiple practice groups, uh, records and e-discovery, IP tech and data. You know, I can I can go on and on. Yeah. Uh, so it's 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 been been an interesting run for me. I have a, a lot of insight. You know, not only from the the, the firm standpoint, but from uh, the, the tech standpoint. Um, you know, we, we've we've moved tech stacks multiple times. Classic ASP, .NET. We're now moving into the the React realm. Um, uh, you, uh, uh, things like uh, Power BI, Tableau, um, mm -hmm. experience with, with, with almost all of it. So I'm, I'm looking forward to the questions you might have. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that's why, you know, I thought the conversation you could bring bring a lot to, to our audience. Our audience is 
Uh, primarily folks that are in business development and marketing. And I think that a lot of the times there's, when looking at custom build or, or even, you know, what IT does, there's kind of this, how do I engage with them effectively? And so, you know, the line of the, the questions that I have are really about, you know, the, the fact that you have so much experience and expertise in solution development, specifically in the vertical um, industry, you know, what are some of the things that going into every project, regardless of if it's experience management, a new data warehouse, some AI thing, what are some of the things that you bring to every project that helps you ensure that, that the outcome, meaning the solution itself, is actually driving value to the firm? Yeah, no, great, great question. So uh, for that, I, I think I'm going to start with a little story. A uh, long time ago, we were on, I, I think it was like a morning coffee run or something. And, and we were posing questions to each other, me and, and members of my group. One of the questions came up, you know, how do you answer the question in an interview? What is your business biggest weakness? Right. And, and, you know, you're always trying to come up with an answer that your weakness is really a strength. And I, I jokingly said that my, my biggest weakness is I care too much. <laughs> and so that's, that's kind of carried through uh, to today. Um, and, and, and realistically, in, in truth, you know, that I, I think is, is the biggest thing that anybody can bring to any project. And what I mean by, by care is, is care about the outcome, care about the business solution that's being solved within that project, care about the other uh, partners within the team. And I, I do say partners, you know, all too often, you know, we get on a project with, you know, our client value team or one of the partners. And, you know, I might hear a, a, a developer uh, or an analyst say, well, we're working for them. Well, we're not working for them. We're always working with them. It, it's, mm. it's a partnership to produce something of value that, that doesn't currently exist because that is really uh, kind of the overall role of, of a developer is, is, is to be able to produce something that doesn't exist, that produces something of need to help the business in honesty make more money. Mm. Yeah, and, and as you were, you were talking through that, I mean, the word that, that kept coming up was, you know, empathy making sure that that when you're engaging with when you're trying to develop one of these solutions that you really understand the person's perspective that you're trying to help and what their you know what their work life looks like and how you can help that right so kind of getting in the shoes ab of that particular ab 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 absolutely um and you know when 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 i work with with folks on the business side um and and we're developing the idea for a a new project and certainly there there are stages to that development right so so some of those first stages are kind of this ideation you kind of get an idea right from that ideation uh, whether or not the project is is likely going to be successful. Some of that comes from how much each person is is personally involved in the project themselves. You know, a, a lot of times, you know, you're, you're, you get called into a project um, and it's, it's like getting called into a, a, a shipwreck, a shipwreck uh, and there's, there's a lot of like flotsam and jetsam floating around in the water and they're like, hey, here's our idea. Go pick that up and uh, make a steamboat or I don't right. know, maybe a, a jet boat or, or a, a yacht. I'm not real sure, but just go and, and do that. And the expectation is uh, from the IT, from the development, from the CV side, that we can take this, kind of collect it, reassemble it, and come up with this fantastical thing which the person had in their mind. That doesn't work. 
that, mm -hmm. that doesn't work because uh, you know, we don't have the expertise that they have, whether it's an expert system, uh, you know, when, when we built expert systems in the past, you know, the expert system needs to come from the expert. So if it's, if it's the, the practice group that wants that expert system, they need to be hand in hand with that project, telling us what it needs to be, telling us what the expertise the, the, the system needs to do. Um, void of that, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of, you're left with, with folks that have a, a strong uh, view of technology, but they don't have a strong view of, of the business aspect, what needs to be done with that. Yeah. Yeah. And I found that, that when you start with um, either the problem that the person is, is experiencing or the desired benefit that they're trying to get, um, that kind of, that's kind of the North Star, if you will. Focus on the, the outcome or focus on the problem. And then when you're engaging with someone who's having that problem, it's always about, well, let's talk about how to solve that problem, leveraging technology um, as opposed to you know, jumping right into the, into the solution without engaging. That's, you know, what, what, one of the things I say over and over again um, when I am engaging in a project, and, and typically from my perspective, it's never a tech problem. People want to hop right into this. Well, we have a tech problem. It's it's almost never a tech problem. Most of the time, it's a problem because we don't either have uh, the right process in place, we don't have the right people in place. We're not even sure what the proper outcome should be. We just know that we don't want to be where we're at, um, and that kind of necessitates this. Well, let's redevelop it. Well, let's go mm. buy something new. Let's do something different. Um, and, and you got to have that, that kind of hard hitting conversation. Well, what are you really looking to do? What, what are we really trying to solve? Um, and, and that's where it needs to start that that's where a successful project starts. And I, I think that's one of the most important things that anybody can bring, bring to a project. Um, whether from the business side or, or from the tech side, because you know, I, I, you, you tend to see a lot of people uh, kind of silo themselves. Uh, they are you know, a tech expert, so I, I might have a programmer on a call. Programmer is very good at, at doing something very particular. Um, but they, they need to kind of grow out of that. They need to become somewhat of a subject matter expert. Yeah. with the other people on the call, just as those folks need to kind of bend and become somewhat of a subject matter expert on the tech side. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, when, when defining, you know, problems or solutions that, that you're going to, you know, try to solve, I mean, you, you serviced a pretty broad set of users, folks in HR, your KM department, you know, financials, legal project management, all the way through to actually developing products for the firm is there one particular area you know having spread you know worked in in all of those areas is there one particular area that you think has the greatest impact yeah you know overall and and you know i, th I think we've done many impactful things in all of the different areas if if i, I would kind of take a step back i think the, the the greatest use we can have is is being kind of a tech sounding board. I mean, when you're coming up with a solution, you're kind of that tech sounding board. And at the end of the day, almost every uh, uh, almost every project is is data. It's all about the data. You're trying to collect data. I'm trying to do something with the data. I don't have a way to collect this. We don't have this. 
but it's all about that collection of data, 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 data. What are we going to do with it? Where is it going to go? Where should it go? Um, and what's the proper way to, to, to be using that? Um, and even in some respects, um, it, it's knowing uh, what uh, tech pieces the firm even has to offer, right? right. So I, I think you need to have the, the, this, this wide view as to well, what all solutions do we have? Mm -hmm. You know, as as products keep coming to the market, as we keep getting asked to build things, um, the products themselves become more and more fulsome. Uh, it just you know, feature after feature after feature. Typically, those features result in in some sort of data storage. So you kind of have to be mindful of is that the place you want to store your data versus maybe. PeopleSoft, your HRIS system, whatever else you might be using, um, your financial system, where's the right place? And are we all collecting it from the right place? Yeah, so it's that kind of one version of the truth, right? Yeah, it's that, that, that one version of the truth. You know, it's, it's, it's a very slippery slope uh, that I think a lot of projects go down, um, especially when, when we start to talk to things about, you know, you hear like shadow IT, right? So mm -hmm. somebody goes and does something. You know, I, I don't know how many times I've seen where, you know, we get involved in a project, the project is late. And what's happened is some, somebody will go and, and they'll ask, I don't know, you name your department for a data feed. Um, and the department will happily supply that data feed. They'll go take that Excel spreadsheet and uh, unbeknownst to uh, maybe the firm at large or others, they're now starting to assemble a system. Might not be a system in, you know, a new system that, that somebody's built, but it's this whole idea that now we have five spreadsheets, we have a, a, uh, a you know, a Word document, and this is all kind of glued together in a very loose sense of the term system. Hmm. What ends up happening is, is the data they've exported is now changing. Right, so it's changing, but it's not changing in the core system. When they come to us and they'll start to say, well, what can we do with something like this? We have this system, it's just not working for us. It's, it's very manual process. We have you know, 14 different spreadsheets and we have a Word document and you know, now we have a PowerPoint that's part of the process. And, and, and you look at this and say, okay, let's start to assemble this in some way that we could build an, an actual system a workable system out of this. One of the first things you want to do is say, okay, well, how can we realign this data back to the original? That's mm -hmm. where it gets back to the one version of the truth. Um, that part of the project typically accounts for just that data correction piece when you look at what's there, how it's been changed outside of that single version and being used outside of the single version, but it needs to uh, cooperate with the system in, in total. I mean, that, that, that eats up so much time within a project, so much time. So it's kind of like getting, making sure that you understand, one, what internal data sources you have, two, potentially what external data sources could add to it, and then three, what data this new system could potentially bring to the table. Yeah, you know, it, it's always helpful to even ask potentially what somebody's going to do with that data. Mm -hmm. and, and not like in a malicious way, like, well, what are you going to do with my data? You know, because it might be helpful. I found so many conversations open up when I start to ask, oh, you've asked for this data feed. Well, what are you, what, what are you trying to do? And then they start to explain this to you and you're like whoa 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 instead of give me you taking this feed of data can I help fix your process mm. can, can we fix this together and the end results still going to be the same right they're still going to get the data but now it's going to be in, in, in a much more holistic way um, and a more usable way 
know, we, 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 we've seen this over and over, and I, I, especially with kind of the pol pol proliferation of, um, you know, some of the new analytics tools. Um, you know, one, one thing we do is, is, is the uh, analytics platforms falls under my uh, group, uh, and we have Tableau and Power BI. So, so now the more people want to use the, the Tableau and Power BI, um, you know, you pull this in, you try to build a data model, and sure enough, I have things that don't match, mm -hmm. right? You, you, you have 15 different spellings of the, uh, 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 the city Pennsylvania, right. um, and it becomes this big, arduous uh, data correction project. So if we could cut that off before it happens, that, you know, just so much value there. Absolutely. Now, if you were to um, kind of go back in time and could, you know, look at it knowing what you know now, what would be, where would you start creating this kind of single source of the truth? Meaning, you know, that repository by which, you know, all of our answers kind of come from, where would you start building that? You know, I, I've often thought about that and, you know, we continue to think about that because, you know, it's, it's not so much even going back in time. You're, you're, you're moving forward doing this. This is when, when, when you hear, you know, a data warehouse is being built. That's essentially what the data warehouse is doing. So you need to start looking at this. And, and I think the easiest way is, is having a, a, a truthful discussion as to where uh, systems of authority lie. And what I be, mean by systems of authority is, is where is the desired system? Where do we want this data to be? And when, when we buy a new system, when we build a new system, what data should that hold? Should it be and hold its own data or is it a consumer of other systems right. data? So we might say that all of our HR records are going to come out of our HRIS system. So regardless of, of what product I buy or build, we will not store anything outside of the HRIS system. So if, if I need a field I don't have, um, if I need a piece of data I don't have, we're going to have a process built in which uh, that uh, piece of data gets submitted to maybe our HR professional, they enter it into our HRIS system, and then it gets backfed into this new system we're building. Mm. We have a process, we have correction, and we have a single version. Um, but having that discussion, knowing kind of where, uh, where, where you, you want your data to be, um, and being aware of that when you're bringing new systems in is, is, is kind of paramount to that single version of the truth. Um, and even moving forward, when, when we're starting to build out uh, things like warehouses, I mean, you, you, you need to know of what system am I getting this from? Hmm. And, 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 and again, you, you don't want an export from you know, Excel that you're going to take and re-import back into another system um, because already that's, that's kind of uh, setting up for failure. Um, yeah. Because that's where kind of that single version breaks. Yeah, and, and you know, because you know, we focus a lot on, on marketing and, and business development. You know, I know that, that you've spent a lot of time building solutions that, that solve some of the challenges um, for marketing and business development. So over the last, you know, few years or so, um, what are some of the projects that you've specifically in BD and marketing that, that you've been involved in that, that you think have the, the biggest impact? Boy, I'm gonna have to correct you a, a second time. A, a lot of times is an understatement uh, for uh, <laughs> some of the time spent on, on on some of these projects. So, you know, one one that we can certainly uh, talk about that uh, near and dear to your heart is is matter management. Mm -hmm. So we've gone through, boy, three, four iterations, ground up iterations of of matter management solutions. 
and it's 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 a constant struggle. Mm. It is is a constant struggle. You know what we've found over the years um, is uh, you know you, you, you kind of end, and I'm I'm, I'm hopeful hopeful that our, our current solution. You know, we have a lot of uptake. It's it's been a pretty popular solution, but it's kind of the the Goldilocks solution. Mm. So you know you, you you develop your first one that you know doesn't hit the mark. You develop your second one. The second one, you know, you, you get a bunch of people that have a bunch of questions about these matters. And I always look at the matter as as, as having different phases in kind of its its life cycle, right? So the matter um, has kind of its its preborn stage. So preborn is things that happen um, to this piece of work before it's actually a matter, before we actually get the work. So, you know, talking about pitches, proposals, uh, you might have budgets that are created during this time. Um, and then we have this matter, the matter's born. So matter gets a, a matter number. So we have this thing. So now we try, we start to track it. And then that has financials related to it. It might have documents related to it. It might have extranets related to it, all this good stuff. And then we kind of get, get into this this later phase of, of the matter um, and that's where kind of the matter management comes into play right because uh, at the onset of the matter we ask a bunch of questions of the matter of this piece of work uh, some of those questions just can't be answered mm. when the work's brought in you just don't know where that work's going to go where it's going to end up you know what the end result of that project was so uh, in in a lot of the matter management solutions these are about kind of that that late cycle where now we know something about this matter this matter's been around for a while we're going to start to ask some questions about that so uh, you, you start into this thinking, man, this is a great time. So we're going to pick matters and we're going to pick thresholds uh, and we're going to start sending out questionnaires to people based on the, 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 uh, uh, these chosen matters. And then everybody jumps in. Like, well, I have questions. We have questions. We have, and then you have a, a, a questionnaire that's 150 questions. Right. And then we send this to people and say, well, you have five of these. Well, I, you know, I'm, I'm sure you can uh, guess the end result of that. Right. I'd rather be billing. <laughs> Right. I, I mean, and, and, you know, from, from my standpoint, I'd rather them be billing. Right. Right. You, you, we, we want our attorneys to be billing. So you then say, okay, well, that was too much. Right. We, we, we asked too much. So then we moved into a model where it became a, a much slender down model um, to kind of these questions. And that was too little. Mm. So now we've kind of landed upon a solution in which uh, at, at a base level, there is a simplified set of questions. Um, that's all that we require. So, so we really had kind of a, a hard look at ourselves and said, okay, what do we need to know at a minimum level? If we can just get anybody to interact with us, if we can get an attorney's time for a couple minutes, what's the minimum we want them to do? Um, and then on top of that, we said, okay, we do have some practice groups who are keeping this much information. They are keeping, you know, fields and fields and fields, all of this good, rich information about their work. How can we help them? So we came up with this idea of a kind of a site and then the microsite. The microsite is uh, for the, the, the practice area, the specific area. Um, and that's where you can really get into the detail. So that's where we really focused on kind of the, the, the BDs mm. um, and what their needs were. And, and we've been growing that more, um, I would say, more organically. So, you know, that, that process is instead of forcing everybody and saying, you know what, no, everybody has to have a microsite and your microsite has to have a minimum of 50 questions and everybody needs to be doing this. 
we started by just reaching out to uh, the, the practice groups and the industry groups and the different groups and, and started to, to work with the ones that are keeping this. Mm -hmm. so do, do you need help keeping your records? Let us help you with this tool. Mm. And then we've been snowballing it from there. So we've been trying to bring on more and more and more. But as I said, this is, uh, you know, I think we just summed it up in, in what, maybe five minutes. That was, uh, uh, I, I don't know, maybe a decade of my life. <laughs> <laughs> right. And it, it's so simple. Getting to that point. Um, yeah, it's, it's always funny to look back like, wow, why didn't I get that uh, 10 years ago? But, um, right. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's an iterative process um, and, and, and you kind of get to where you are by, you know, to, to put, putting one, one foot in front of the other. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's really one of the, the areas that you can, you know, shed a lot of, of insight into a lot of firms, like you've been doing this for a long time, you know, a decade, as you mentioned. Um, some firms have a version of what you've done. Um, but let's say that, that you're consulting with, let's say the, you know, um, uh, chief officer of business development or strategy, you know, what would you bring to that first, you know, you know that they're like, hey, I want to manage my experience better. I want to, you know, know exactly what the firm has done, you know, have access to the best representative work at a moment's notice. Like, what would you going into that type of a project what, what would that initial conversation be like or what would, would be some of the tips and tricks that you would give, you know, having known the, you know, the, the, the scars that you have from working on this for, for 10 years? Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, if, if I had any tips or tricks right out of the gate, it's, it's start small. Right. Every, every project, you know, it's, and I, I don't know how many times I hear it. I'm sure you hear the same thing at every start of the project. People have a grandiose idea and we're already applying AI and we're going to put a, a, a Bitcoin in it and any tech term that you can come up with, the project is going to have that out of the gate. I, I found more and more, you kind of have to peel the onion back and really get to what is a simple phase one in which we can mm. prove out uh, this collection, whatever you're trying to do, what is something that we could try to answer with that? Let's get to there first, and then let's move to phase two, and then let's move to phase three. I'm not saying that we can't have the AI and the analytics and when we want to throw blockchain in or whatever, you, 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 I, I don't know, you, you name your uh, tech term of the day, but let's, let's, let's start with solving a problem. You know, one of the things, uh, and, and it, 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 it semi-irritates me um, when I see it, but, you know, all too often we get into uh, paralysis by analysis. Mm. We have a great idea. We want to do something with that idea. But, you know, we keep wanting to build it because it has to be the perfect idea. And I always try to, to, try to, to, to level set the project, say, look, you know, right now um, our people, you know, our attorneys, you know, whoever they are, have nothing. So this iterative step is better than what they have. Is it absolutely perfect and have all the bells and whistles? No. But man, this is already going to be such a large jump to get to, and it's going to provide so much value. And then we keep working toward that perfect. So you know that that paralysis by analysis really kind of gets the gets gets us stuck uh, almost immediately. And I'm, I'm sure you probably see this with uh, you know projects right out of the gate that want to attach to 15 different data sources and pull data from here and right. there. You know what? Cut that down a little bit. What is really going to be impactful? What's really going to be important? Let's start there. 
and then let's move on from there and keep making it better. Yeah, and that that mindset just respects really how innovation actually occurs, which is that um, you try something, uh, you learn your assumptions were either correct or incorrect. A lot of the times they're incorrect, but then it gives you the opportunity to reassess and do kind of incremental innovation instead of this kind of, hey, let's let's try to think of every potential problem that we could ever have and come up with a solution. And then what you end up with is a very long project, 12 months, 18 months, that whose deliverable is really not, um, doesn't represent a solution to the problem. So I think that, that what you described was just respecting that innovation happens incrementally and that you know, these kind of big bang projects are not where you're going to get uh, the biggest return on your investment. No, no. And I mean, there, there are, and, and, and you know this as well, even on a small project, there's landmines that you don't even know out of the gate. And those are the types of things that increase scope, increase budget, increase time, and honestly, increase frustration. Because now you have a promise. You, you, you've promised something. You know, your attorneys or uh, business developers or different staff uh, departments are saying, well, where is this? Well, we, we've promised something. And now you have to explain, well, you know what? We, we, we tried to merge these two sources. and We, had a pro we didn't realize it was going to be such a mess. So now it's going to be another two months. But if you just mm -hmm. start, started small, you could start producing those things. You could start producing earlier you can get through kind of those unknowns and still have something in somebody's hands that's very very usable yeah yeah and those i mean that's exactly what i wanted to you know talk to you about today and i think you know just to kind of summarize some of the the tips that you've you've given in our conversation the first was you know hey how do you um you know what do you bring to each project and it's really empathy right so understanding getting in the shoes of the the group or the individual whose problem that you're trying to solve right and always focusing on the 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 problem that you're trying to solve and or maybe even the desired uh, outcome that you're trying to to get to as opposed to focusing on the latest greatest technologies ai this bitcoin that blah 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 right you focus more on the person and the problems that they're having. Also, you talked about how coming to to build a, a single source of the truth, kind of consolidating your data, and really, you know, understanding that there are sources of data. And anytime you bring on a new system, that can either a be a contributor um, or a consumer of data, or it can be a creator of data, or it can be a combination of the two, right? And then, you know, finally, you, you shared some of your insights into this, this matter management and how, you know, you explained it's been a long project, you know, a long process, 10 years, but that, you know, you started, you know, wanting to ask a bunch of questions, then you've, you know, whittled it down to very few questions and you, you know, you've kind of landed on somewhere in between. Right. And so I think just that in and of itself, those little tips are, are, I think great for the audience. I mean, I, I hope that it's, it's super valuable. And in terms of, you know, what you're looking at over the next, you know, 18 months, are there technologies or challenges that you're seeing, whether it is in artificial intelligence, robotic process automation, like, are there some areas that you're really thinking will have a dramatic impact specifically in, in the legal industry? Uh, you know, the, the, the two in particular, and they're not as new, but I, you know, I don't, I don't think I'm bringing anything new to the conversation here, you know, cloud, especially given the pandemic and where we're at in things. 
the acceleration to the cloud has been very, very fast. You know, I'm still uh, going to say, I, I don't believe, you know, you, you see some people saying it's going to be a radical shift. It's going to be 100% cloud. I think with mm. everything, it's not going to be 100% cloud, but it's certainly not going to be 100% uh, uh, on-prem anymore either. But I, th I think you're going to have to offer up these solutions. I think that you're going to have to take that into consideration, assert, uh, especially around uh, being able to work in some of these new tools, you know, things like, like Teams. Um, you know, we, we, we've seen a huge uptick in uh, the usage of Teams, be able to work in a team, uh, collaborate via team. So uh, that would be one. Uh, the other, and again, this, this goes back to, to, to the analytics. And I can't say hi, we, we've seen such an uptick in the want uh, and the need for data um, and done in a way which is, is, is graphical and, you know, b basically help to answer the, this, the second question. Um, you know, what, what you find with, with any sort of analytics that the interesting question uh, is not the first question. It's, it's usually never the first question, honestly, because that just leads to more. Well, why? Why is that count? What is that? Um, so, so a lot of these tools, uh, you know, Power BI, uh, Tableau, uh, they really help you dig into that um, and give a workbench type tool tool um, that, that's really accessible to a lot of different people um, to, uh, to, to answer some of those questions, the, the, those secondary questions. So uh, of, of the two areas, um, you know, I, I think those are the two. And I think that's obviously going to lead to kind of the, these general talks uh, for folks about data cleanup, uh, data mm. governance, this, the data governance, um, and this one version of the truth. So I think those kind of go hand in hand. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I do appreciate your time today. Um, I think it was super insightful looking at it from the, the technologist's perspective, but also you're not just a technologist. You're obviously a consultant to, um, to your clients, which are, are obviously the uh, members of the firm. Um, so I wanted to thank you again for your, your time today and wish you all the best and have a good rest of your afternoon. Hey, th thank you, Jason. It's always my pleasure. I know it is. <laughs> 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 All right, brother. I appreciate your time. All right. All right. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye.